Welcome to episode five of Flight, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How's it going today, Dave? It's going pretty good. Uh, I'm still better than most. Surely not as good as some. How are you doing, Mike? Uh, a heck of a lot better than the Packers are. Uh, uh, yeah, because yeah, we're recording episode five being recorded Sunday night during the NFC Championship game here. And uh, we are certainly doing a lot better than the Packers with a score of 34 to 7. Uh, looks like it's going to be a San Francisco, yeah, that's bad. Kansas City yeah. Super Bowl. Oh yeah. At least we don't have to uh, put up with any of new State Farm commercials because I'm sure Green Bay, Kansas City, State Farm, State Farm would have had to have struck up some new commercials to go yeah. Mahomes versus Rogers for the Super Bowl Fifty Four. Yeah. So at least we're spared that agony. Exactly. What do we got for uh, tastings today? Got three. New ones, obviously, but two of the three are from brewing companies that we've used in the past. First one is a Scorpion Bowl IPA from Stone Brewing, which I don't believe we've done anything from Stone before. I don't recall, um, no. Second one's Pineapple Mango Smoothie IPA, which is the Austin Brothers, which ties in with our Strawberry Banana IPA from Episode 3. Yep. And we finish it out with uh, Abrasive. Another Surly Brewing selection, uh, One Man Mosh Pit was episode three from Surly Brewing, and this is our first double IPA. Get into the specifics of each as we, uh, yeah, it, it is. Once you get, once you see the specifics of it, we'll do the specifics as we go. Um, but first, for listeners out there, follow us on Twitter at epodffa. And you can listen to us on most of the major platforms, Spotify, Anchor.fm, by us sending out the link or posting mm-hmm. the link. And yeah. I know we're even on Google Podcasts. So share, like, right. provide feedback for those on Apple Podcasts, even if you tell us it sucks. Some some feedback is at least proof that somebody's listening to it. So we'll take negative that would feedback. Be fun. We'll take sure. negative feedback versus no feedback. I was going to jokingly, jokingly say uh, President Trump uh, was the winner of our over-under on the ums. For that, but you know, of course, that's a joke, and he doesn't have time to listen to. Uh, I think he does. Does he? Yeah, he probably does. He doesn't. I know he's he, probably going to have time here in the near he, future. He, he does. He doesn't uh, run the country that well, so maybe he <laughs> listens to uh, lame two guy <laughs> podcast. All right, so uh, here we go. Uh, did we uh, on the scorpion scorpion bowl? Did we go over the? Specs on this one? No, okay. we haven't introduced it yet. Okay, there you go. I'll leave that up to you. All right, Scorpion Bowl IPA from Stone Brewery. It is a 7.5 ounce alcohol content, and the IBUs are 76. On tap score of a 3.72. So um, for those unfamiliar, I kind of equate on tap to like the Rotten Tomatoes. So on tap is sure. the beer version of Rotten Tomatoes. So anybody who's tried and posted something on OnTap, which, speaking of that, we should probably start doing that at some point. Yeah. Not that anybody would care, but if we're going to rate if we're going to rate beers, we might as well put it on an actual format. Exactly. Um, the claim to this, as you know, when it's my turn to pick stuff out, I go with either what the label looks like or what is said on the package. Right. Just because it catches my eye and 
you know, yeah, think, without, without having ever tasted most of the stuff before. I mean, you got to go by something. And sure. what struck me to the uh, Scorpion Bowl IPA was it is a punch to the stinger. So <laughs> why don't why don't you say we crack these bad boys and give it a whirl? Protect your stinger, though. Always. Um, the other thing it said on the, the description of this beer, and we'll see if it's a pro or a con, is that. It Look says it's it says it's a fruity taste, but they did not add any fruit to it. So it's magic. It is. It's very magical. So All without right. further ado, cheers. Cheers. It's a very hazy, dark gold color. I would agree with that. I would and agree with the um the untapped description. Um, there's, I don't really, they didn't use any fruit, but on the first drink, I didn't really taste any fruit. Let me, uh, maybe not take a second pulse, see if the fruit comes through. Anyway, a little, little bit of orange, maybe. I don't know. Orange peel. Not sure. I actually don't, I don't, I actually don't taste any fruit, hmm. but right. it's not a bad taste. No, it's, it's good. Smooth. Yep. Very certainly no coriander was used when brewing. God this. forbid. Um, first topic, we might as well get used to uh, something other than football because uh, there is one quarter of this game and then Super Bowl 54, and then the football season will be over unless one of us wants to do our homework on the XFL, which starts February 8th. Yeah, yeah we'll something see. we can make fun of. We'll see, but there'll be a lot of hullabaloo in the offseason with whatever this player getting in trouble or you know contracts and and it's not often you can use the word hullabaloo in a sentence right i was i was <laughs> looking for an opportunity so there we go uh so anyway we'll start the first topic won't be football related i guess it would apply to the anything else portion of our title and i know by now everybody's heard the sign stealing scandal the penalties etc cetera, etc cetera. and if you want to cover like the boring well, not really boring, but the technical, uh, the how-to, what the Astros did, you know, and they, you know, they did this, this, and this. You can go to that. I just actually want to share my take on the sign stealing scandal. Sure. So, what are your thoughts on it? Right up when you when you read about it, and you know, the AJ Hinch got the boot. Well, he was actually suspended by the MLB for a year, and right. so was the GM. And then Houston just okay. Well, you're out of the crane job. Said bye bye. So yeah, I mean, not being a, I mean, even myself, I don't consider myself a huge baseball person. Um, I follow sports, but the first thing I thought of was, well, they've been stealing signs since baseball was invented, haven't they? I mean, it's it's kind of like what you try to do. It's why the NFL coaches, you know, cover their faces when they're, you know, talking into their mics to because they know somebody's probably reading their lips or they're on camera or whatever. So I mean. You know, I didn't think it was like, oh my God, sign stealing. No. Well, now I'm now I'm angry. We should actually just hit the stop button, because uh, <laughs> so far the first part, you, you, you and I are in actual agreement on that. But continue. I, I but I guess I was thinking we'd be more at odds. But let's maybe we'll branch off here eventually. Well, I mean, uh, I, I, here's because, here's what I think you're you're thinking. I'm going to say, um, is that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I kind of delved into the articles a little bit, and I don't, 
I don't know the MLB rules. It, it I don't think it says anywhere you can't steal signs, but it does. They've they, right. It does with, with technology. Right it, with it, technology these days, they did have to. Uh, was it two years ago? Uh, without going back in and reading it right now, it wasn't too long ago. They had to add some of those right. addendums where it's like, okay, technology. Right. Now you've crossed the line. Um, you know, uh, if it, I think what they don't want it to get to is batters wearing an earpiece, somebody out in center field decoding with cameras and a team, a room full of people, you know, like, like they're decoding world war two messages back and forth. Um, and then relaying those instantly to somebody's ear saying, okay, this one's going to be a fastball. Um, they don't want it to get to that point. So I think that's where they're, they're putting a stop to it right now in with the things that have come down with this sign stealing and why it's such a big deal. Agree. And I, yeah. And where I took issue with it uh, is when they, somebody said, well, this may end up going to Washington. What? You mean they're going to get the government. Yeah. There's somebody's going to take it because it's just a travesty. And getting back to your statement about, there's nothing in the rules that's saying it's okay to sign steal, like with the runner on second, you're looking in, or, you know, that a player, you know, one player notices, hey, um, when the pitcher tilts his hand forward a little bit, he's throwing his curveball. Or when he's got his glove up behind his ear, that's going to be a splitter. Tells like that. Right. Are, it, it technically is cheating because you're getting an unfair advantage. And I have no problem with the technology aspect of it because there's a couple things I, I you compare it to. Like for instance, if, if we're playing poker and you hold your hand, you and you hold your cards. That's the analogy I was going to go to, with. <laughs> you hold your cards too far on the table, and I'm sitting there with a pair of twos, and I'm real proud of my pair of twos, and I look over and I'm I see you have a you know threes and eights, a full house. I'm like. Okay, well, I guess I'm going to fall. Thanks, Dave, for letting me see your hand. <laughs> right. You know, but exactly. In, in, in te- yeah. Technically, that's cheating, right? Because uh, I'm looking at your cards. Sure, technically. So, I mean, it is cheating. And then, like, the other one is like cable, satellite. Um, there used to be a card that you could buy from somebody and you'd put it in and you'd get all the channels. In, yeah, yeah, I, I think know, I remember including that, yeah. the adult ones. And right. Who doesn't like free adult channels? So that's stealing. But did any? Did everybody? Did the police come to everybody's door, arrest them, take them to jail, and um, say, "Well, you know what? You had illegal cable. You're going to jail." No. What the cable and satellite companies did is say, "Hey, people are out there stealing our stuff, and they're doing it this way. So if we do this." To prevent them from doing that, and then your card was scrambled in shorter and shorter periods of time until it began became so difficult for the bad guy to steal the cable. The bad guy finally just said, "Okay, to hell with it. We're done. Um, right? You know, we're not going to do it. Right? And it didn't didn't make it worth anybody's while. And then the other example, if I, I give, okay, I think that you're stealing my signs. So isn't it up to me to do something 
to thwart you. And a perfect example of this, who can forget back in 1973 when Westdale High played Fairview High for the state championship in football? 1973? 1973. I've forgotten it only because I was three years old when that happened. Okay, well, I was only six. But but season five, episode nine of the Brady Bunch, when Greg Brady, (laughs) when Greg Brady knew that the quarterback of Westdale High, Jerry Rogers, was trying to steal the Westdale playbook, what he did was created a fake fake playbook. Right. Jerry stole the playbook. They were obviously clueless as to what Westdale was running, and Westdale crushed them to win the championship. So, Fairview, thats again, that's art imitating life. Fairview cheated by stealing the playbook, but Greg Brady, the halfback of the Westdale High team, outsmarted them, gave them a bogus playbook, and Westdale won. So, if you don't want, to, if you don't want somebody stealing your signs, one-up them yeah. and stick it to them. You know what? And that just goes to prove how great a generation we were growing up in the 70s and 80s learning from guys like Greg Brady. Exactly. And for those who want to look it up, it's uh, Quarterback Sneak is the name of the episode. Again, (laughs) Season 5, Episode 9 of the Brady Bunch, 1973. (laughs) That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm. I, I don't Speechless think almost. I kind of because it's like I, I'm trying to think of why someone would think this is something that would go to Washington <laughs> because well, because of all the like because now are the World Series like now are they fixing games you know oh. should I get my money back because now I've been duped and that's when I stop and stop watching sports yes I'm biased because the 2008 I think the Astros are the biggest culprits. True. But the Red Sox Sox actually did something in 2018. And, yes, I'm biased because I'm a Red Sox fan. But as soon as they, like, say, okay, pull the World Series from the Astros in 17, the Red Sox in 18, then I personally will probably go to Washington and sue for every dime I've spent on all my baseball trips because I don't know if any of those games were real. How do I know what uh, monkey business was you know, going on. and we spent a thousand dollars as a family to sit on the green monster. It, was that game on the up and up? I don't think so. The Red Sox lost for heaven's sakes. So they won. They didn't cheat hard enough. No, they got to do a much better job. And I know I'm in the minority in that. Cause uh, I talked to a couple of buddies at the Fishman eight and one of my former coworkers, Brandon King, who are huge, huge, huge baseball fans and are just, adamant and i don't i think if alex cora was given the death penalty that probably wouldn't be a, a big enough penalty in brandon king's eyes <laughs> really? because that's how much the game right. is and i'm like you know what just you know don't you know hide your sign better yeah you know right. or trick them and say you know normally the the curveball is sure. two. sure make the curveball the splitter or right. whatever you want to do and then somebody will be saying hmm final shot on that the trash can beating. Okay, well, I got to say one thing about that, too. Yeah. All right. Go the ahead. only thing I don't like, 60,000, okay, now that's 60,000 big baseball crowd. 35,000 30, 35, screaming people in the fan in the stands, 
And if you're focused in on, okay, look, where, where's, this, where's the trash can coming? Where's this? Hitting in baseball is one of the, they say it's the hardest thing in sports to do. Yeah. Well, you're hitting a round object with a round object. It, and it's, <laughs> and it's, how are you supposed to focus on, you know, yeah. and not only that, you still have to do it. Uh, maybe that's why they came up with it. I, I don't know. And that was my theory. You're, you're saying it's like, why did they think the trash can was going to work that? Or how how effective was That's what I, yeah. yeah how, I effective how effective was beating was a trash can? Yeah. Right. Um, my thing was, is so you've got all this technology that you're stealing signs with. And, you know, and then the final, like, how do we get it to the batter? And I'm just thinking, like, you know, there's somebody, the the janitor's walking through the dugout going, well, I got a trash can sitting right here. and, and That'll and, work. And I got a bat. Let's use the trash can. <laughs> Let's slam this trash can with a bat and see if that works. I was just thinking, or, you know, they could go with, uh, they could have uh, 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 Chevy Chase, uh, um, Martin Short, and um, Steve Martin. Three right, Migos. Yeah, right behind the, right behind uh, home plate going, Come on, come on, <laughs> up here, up here, fast, fastball, and, and, uh, curveball. The, and I think the funniest thing, the proof of the put in, the proofs in the pudding of the trash can banging with uh, Danny Farquhar versus Evan Gaddis. Uh-huh. Correct me if I'm wrong, Evan Gaddis knew it was coming, right? Um, and, and, well, Far, and Farquhar got him out. No, because he, because they met, he, he, he figured something what if i if i saw the video right he kind of figured out like hey th- something's going on because he's laying off all my i'm hearing this trash can right being no beat. but he still got him out so that's what i'm saying he so did because i think they mixed up they went they and mixed cheated it. they cheated and it still didn't work so that's what i'm saying is who yeah. gives a shit if they're doing it let them do it and 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 while they're doing while they're cheating with video I want everybody juiced too, because I don't want to. I don't want to see any punching Judy hitters up there when I'm spending a thousand dollars to sit on the green monster. I want baseballs coming over my head. So juice them up, cheat, do whatever you got to do to make the game more exciting. All these purists, sure. oh, can't do that, can't do that. Well, you're not supposed to steal signs either, but people do it. So is that what soccer should do to get scoring? Because they've always said, you know, yes. there's not enough scoring in soccer. That's why it didn't take off. It's taken off now. Um, but I know back in the the '90s there was a problem. You know they were trying to figure out a way to get so all the soccer players should ju- should juice up too. Maybe would that make it more exciting? Or would you it, watch it, soccer? I wouldn't watch soccer no because there's too many dives. So when I want to see dives, I watch the Olympics <laughs> diving championships. Yeah, that's pretty bad when you gotta you gotta penalize guys for taking faults. Uh, I think we've stolen the thunder out of the sign stealing. Come on up. Uh, what do you say we rate yes. Scorpion Bowl IPA? Let's go. We use a one to five scale. When we first, I think episode two, we were basically going like one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. And then we started breaking into some percentages. And then it was, and then as we've gotten well into our podcast, hell, we're on episode five now. We're almost seasoned veterans. Veterans, yeah. You rank whatever you want to rank. Yeah. And... I had the one man mosh pit at a three point seven five. I think the Scorpion Bowl is in that neighborhood. I liked one man mosh pit a little better; it had a little more flavor. So, why don't you put me down for the Scorpion Bowl IPA? 
right with the untapped score of 3.72, I will go 3.70. So 3.70. So I'm just under what most thought of it on untapped. All right. So still don't my, taste the fruit though. Okay. We can agree to disagree. I uh, I am I'm gonna do something I probably shouldn't do. I'm gonna recalibrate my scoring system from a standpoint of if we're Can you do that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I'm gonna. Fair enough. Uh zero to five, right? So a two point five should be your average, right? Correct. Middle of the road, decent. I can drink it, you know. Um this definitely goes to a three, so I'm going to start at my at my two point five and work from there. Um, I'm going to go three point five on this one, a little better than than a three. Um, I like it; it's tasty. I got I got a little bit of a fruit taste. Um, don't know why, don't know how. Just must be a palate thing. So you've got a three point seven, and I rated at a three point five. How about them apples? Or how about them IPAs? That means I liked it better than you did. You did. By two-tenths of a ranking point. Marginal. Very marginal. All right. Mike, what did you say was the second uh, tasting up for bid? Pineapple Mango Smoothie IPA. Another Awesome brother selection. Episode three, we did the strawberry smoothie version, which... You had at a 4.25, and I had a, at a 3.25. So I saw this, and I figured, well, we've done the strawberry. We might as well go for the Austin Brothers smoothie trifecta. See how this one tastes. Kind of looking forward to it. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of just the opposite. I actually like strawberries better than mango, and... I only gave the strawberry a 3.25. Very hazy. Very hazy. Oh, yeah. Slight pineapple scent to it. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Yes. Oddly enough, the pineapple's there, the mango's not, which is a plus for me. Just like the strawberry, though, the strawberry wasn't overwhelming, and neither is the mango pineapple. Right. Agreed. And I'm really happy the mango's not overwhelming, because as I said, I don't like mango. Good, good, good. While we enjoy this selection of Austin Brothers, Austin Brothers has a number of good beers. I'm, right. I have to find out where that is, see if we can tour that brewery. Maybe episode 50. Wait a minute. Let me read the can. Uh, Alpena, Michigan. There you go. Yep. That's a doable trip. I say episode 25. I we, think in one of our episode, other episodes, we said we were going to go to Alpena. Right, well, we don't have to go there in the winter. Like, we'll go, no. there, in the summer. We'll oh, go yeah. there in the summer and we'll be at probably episode 25 by now. Sure. Maybe they won't even charge us admission to get in. Who knows? Maybe not. All right. Uh, next on the agenda, UFC 246. Unfortunately, you had prior engagements. I did. Couldn't attend uh, Buffalo Wild Wings with me and some of my buddies, nor could my nephew, Alex. Thanks for stiffing me, Alex. Fucker. <laughs> um, I was wrong. I thought Cowboy could wear down McGregor. 
16 months of not fighting, he'd get tired and maybe he could get him into a submission hold. Boom, over in 40 seconds. And the first thing that, the first thing I thought of Dave was finally something quicker than my sex life. All right, well, say, maybe not maybe not quite that quick. I was I was going to I was thinking in the uh, post-fight interview, Conor McGregor, the old Conor McGregor would say something like, oh, I got to tell you, I mean, I've popped zits quicker than I've uh, knocked this guy out. I'm telling you, it was pretty quick, and he left himself wide open. He did. Nice Irish accent. Uh, you like that? Yes, I do. I liked it a lot. You know what the other thing I think may have been in Cowboy's mind? He probably listened to episode four. And said, God, what has my life become as a fighter? I got these two guys doing a podcast and he pronounced my name Sarone. <laughs> nobody even knows who I am. And he was thinking of that. Sure. And next thing you know, he took Connor's shoulder yeah. right on the nose. And 40 seconds later, the fight was over. So I apologize, Cowboy. Everybody knows it's Cerrone. It was probably uh, all the beers I had because you weren't the mid topic. In episode four, you were the end topic, so we were a little bit deeper into the beer. So I apologize for getting you off your game, Cowboy. Uh, as for the rest of the card, uh, Holly Holm fight was extremely boring, terrible. And I thought the best fight was in the prelims. It was a bout between Roxanne. Now, I'm going to apologize, Roxanne. I know I'm going to butcher your last name, Motorafi. She won in a unanimous decision over Macy Barber, and it was a bloodbath. I mean, it was actually – I mean, it was a good fight. I typically don't like to watch, and no, I'm not sexist. Just I just think watching women beat up on one another is borderline disturbing. <laughs> but anyway, it is what it is. But that was actually a good fight. I mean, it went 15 minutes, and it was just a bloodbath. And, and Macy, ba Macy Barber – Made it the distance, but, I mean, she got her ass kicked. But that was probably the, the best fight of all the prelims. Buffalo Wild Wings, no cover. Wow. Uh, so, and it, it was That's not great. extremely packed, but very busy, but nonetheless, very busy. especially, yeah. you know, at midnight. And I think the servers were – Real happy to get out of there with McGregor's forty second. Yeah, that's the one thing I was thinking of. Dash. Yeah, at midnight, people were glad. And, yeah, uh, and I feel I kind of felt like I cheated on you, Dave. Uh -oh. One of the selections I had on draft between uh, I was drinking Budweiser out of a bottle for some reason, just keeping it low key. Sure, but I did mix in a couple of drafts, and one of them was a Peroni. Uh, I've never heard of it. It's, I don't recommend it. It was horrible. Oh. And I. That's too bad. I did finish it, though, by uh, the way. I, well, I, didn't, I didn't waste it, but uh. it, it sucked. So you didn't miss anything there. Uh, since you weren't there, you probably don't have anything to comment on other than you saw the highlights of that. So Well, it's pretty easy, you know, because if you go <laughs> with a 40-some <laughs> second knockout, they can't really, they can't really cut the highlights too short. No, yeah, because if you see most it, of the fight, if they would have cut anything, you'd have missed it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, no, the, uh, it's one of those things. I was looking at it, going, man, like this is a season. That was one thing about Cowboy is how many fights he's had, and so for someone to leave himself wide open like that, like he did, was kind of like that's weird, you know. Unless he was so shell shocked, like 
holy shit, I'm fighting Conor McGregor. Um, Either that or the more he gets knocked out, the easier it is for him to be knocked out. And I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Uh, um, Didn't you mention something earlier that you were surprised at McGregor's demeanor? Oh, yeah. I mean, just everybody was talking about how before, you know, he was he would, you know, um, he would be talking a lot of trash and whatnot. And, you know, after this one, even before this one, he, he apologized to everybody. Yeah. What was the big thing? All the all the ads on TV was, you know, they were bringing back the whole I want to apologize to absolutely nobody. Um, you know, and this time he apologized to everybody at the uh, the pre fight, the weigh in. Uh, because he was 30 minutes late. Right. They had everybody there. There was actually They're an doing... over-under of how late he was going to be to the presser, and he actually w- wasn't late at all. And people were shocked. at He apologized. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just, uh, it, it, you know, just very humble uh, I, relative I th- to... I think that's some of the hum- humbleness. Humility, yeah. Some of the, some of the humility is he's probably trying to get back because... From what I gather, him and Dana White don't see eye to eye exactly. And when you when the boss doesn't like some of the things you're doing, I mean, you, sure. he's got us. He still needs him. I mean, he's only made forty seven million dollars in 2019 compared to you know what he made in 18 and 17. So sure. he's he's hurting for money. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. Exactly. Ah, uh, let's let's rate the second selection here, Dave. Oh um, wait, wait I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, next uh, UFC item, two forty seven, February eighth. John Jones, twenty five and one versus Dominic Reyes, twelve and zero. Unless, of course, John John Jones pops and tests positive for something else, <laughs> and he cannot continue <laughs> with the fight. But should be an entertaining fight. So you're saying there's a chance? I, I think Jones will beat him. He is a badass, but he seems always a PED here or this there or that there or this here, but we'll see. February 8th. Oh, I don't know if UFC will do that well because that's when the XFL kicks off as well. It's February oh, geez, 8th. Yeah. So I don't think the UFC 247 has a chance. <laughs> Without further ado, I went first on Scorpion Bowl IPA. Take it away on Pineapple Mango, Dave. Oh, uh, because. Um... You know, we've talked palate before. I like a little more fruit uh, as long as it's not overpowering and I feel like I'm sucking on a um, a grapefruit. I like this. This is going to be a four point. This is going to be a four point two for me. So actually, as you said, the palates are in line. You had strawberry at four point two five rated this one at a four point two. I had strawberry at 3.25, and I will go. Don't think too hard. You know what? I guess I'm going to go a little opposite you. You like the strawberry better. I'm going to go 3.30 for this one simply because I actually like this one slightly better than Austin Brothers' strawberry smoothie. Because the strawberry really makes it, I, I think, because the pineapple and mango, the it, it's closer to an IPA taste or an IPA flavor 
Um, the pineapple one. The pineapple one, then a strawberry one. Correct. Yeah, so, yeah, and yeah. that's probably why I like it a little more than you did. Correct. Perfect. I can see that. Our final selection of episode five is Abrasive, a double IPA from Surly. Our second selection from Surly. First one was episode three, One Man Mosh Pit. I had One Man Mosh Pit at 3.75. You hit it at a 4.1. I liked it a lot. And I gave it a solid ranking, but you liked yeah. it more than I did, obviously. Right. So, Ready? let's go. First double IPA on flights, football, and anything else. It's a uh, it's a very dark golden pour. Very dark. Mm. You can smell the hops. Copper color. Dark copper. Well, yep. And yeah. you can smell the hops. Cheers. Cheers. Either I'm getting used to the IPAs and the bitterness because I think when this summer we had, we tried Tree for Madness and I think that was a 90. I think it was 80 something. 80, I, really? I think it was 80 something, but it may have been 90. But regardless, it was less than 100. I know where you're going with this. Um, 9.2% alcohol with a 100 IBUs. And I said, and um, got to stop doing that. Uh, but I, I don't, yeah, uh, this is, there, I, definitely I would. I think is, there's more bitterness in the history of flight football than anything else. Five episodes, by the way. I think this is the most bitter beer we've had. For sure. Well, you mean even. No, uh, just the pot. Oh, I'm just, just the pot. Just right, the right, podcast. Right, right, I think right, it's right, the most right. bitter pot, uh, the most bitter pot. I guess that's up to the listener to <laughs> decide if it was a bitter pod or not. Um, bitter beer of the pod. But, yeah, I agree with you. It's nowhere near as bitter as Tree for Madness. Tree for Madness was just a bad beer. So, <laughs> But this actually has – let's enjoy it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers goes deep late in the game going to Devontae Adams. And Richard Sherman just picked him off. Anyway, well, this is a flight – Football and anything, anything else, else podcast. Right. Chiefs beat the Titans. I thought the Chiefs could would win that game, as I noted on episode four, but I did say the Titans would cover. I was wrong. Uh Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, and with 148 to go here in the NFC championship game, it's the Niners 37, the Packers 20. So it's the Niners and Kansas City in Super Bowl 54. Two weeks from the day, which we will have to find a different recording day for Super Bowl Sunday simply because of Nick's annual Super Bowl party. Correct. So we will go yeah, maybe Saturday pre-Super Bowl or Monday. Either way, Saturday or Monday. So lots, lots of Super Bowl discussion to have, but just like the media, there's a two-week buildup. So I think... That's enough football talk for episode five, which leads us into our random question. <clears throat> I'm going to give you a rapid fire, no thinking. I want this one, that one. Okay. This one, that one. All right. Got it. And it hit me. Who are you with? Janet or Chrissy? 
Chrissy. Gendry Marianne. Marianne. Samantha Stevens, Jeannie. Jeannie. Joan Jett, Pat Benatar. Oh, Joan Jett. Flo Vera. Oh, <laughs> come on now. Vera. Oh, are you kidding me? Why would you? Oh, Flo? We, you were with I think I got to go Flo over Vera. Vera's an idiot. Wait, wait, wait. Alice, the show Alice, the old one. Yeah, Flo the, the one with the, the huge gum, beehive, right? The chopper gum that would take you go around the world. The and beehive, right? Yes. I can't get around the beehive. Oh, well, I can't get around the stupidity Here's of your... my grit. I no, can't get I'm not stupid, doing that. I can't get around the stupidity of your... <laughs> Vera will take you. You know, Vera going to take you to the ATM, and you know it. But our, actually, other than that, our only disagreement was uh, Janet and Chrissy. I'll take I'll take Janet played by Joyce DeWitt yeah. over Suzanne Summers Chrissy. I just think I th- I think Suzanne Summers got a bad rap. Maybe I don't know. Bad rap is what being stupid. Well, Vera was stupid. <laughs> I just I told you I can't get around the beehive. We're not doing. I'm not. Well, the only thing that someone that's always telling people to kiss her grits. The only, I'm not thing gonna, that, the only knock that I'd have with Flo. Is uh, um, the uh, chomping of the gum okay. that would have drove me nuts. And uh, I wanted to come up with a five pack of the random question, and I had obviously the first four, and I could not think of the fifth one. And I wanted to go the one that I had before Flo Vera, so this was the honorable mention question, but one's a wife and one's a housekeeper. Man. So they didn't really match. I was gonna, I was gonna say, would you, would it rather, would you rather be, would you rather be Alice or her Wheezy Jefferson? Oh my God, that's a great question. Oh, uh, I was kind of surprised. I, I, I gave you the answers as fast as I did. Why, but wow. I put pressure. You on were, you were. Don't change. To, I, you were, I'm not changing anything. Don't change the subject. I need Alice anything. or Wheezy. No, you just pulled some stuff out of the archive that I just didn't know was there. That was crazy. All right. Answer the question, Claire. <laughs> All right. Well, wait. I don't know. No, you have, still haven't answered the question. What? Alice or Wheezy? Oh, sorry. Uh, Wheezy. Yeah. You're playing. <laughs> so we only had the we only had the, really the two differences. Yeah. Vera, good. Vera and Chrissy, and I got Jan, you know, and uh, Janet and Flo. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we're. Getting close to the end of the show here. Should we, even though we're not done with this, are we ready to rate it, or do we want? Oh yeah, yep. I'm I'm perfectly ready because this is this is along the lines of a bit more of a bite than a all day IPA by Sessions. Oh Jesus, yes. And maybe even a little smoother of the the go to standard in IPAs, the old Bell's Two Hearted. So. You, I went first, first. You went first, second. So it's third. It's up to me first. Z's pet polar bear. I had four point five. Let's not go yeah. analysis by paralysis it's or a, paralysis. Give me, Jeez. give me a four point three on abrasive. Four point three. Four point three, which goes by the way, goes right in uh, the untapped ranking was four point two four. So I liked it as much as the untapped members did i can't well i take the untapped rating as 
people that would go for a double IPA. I would typically not go for a double IPA. That's um, why they get fucked up. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, I, I'm going to put it at a, I'm going to put it at a, I would normally put this at like a two point. No, I'm two point. Come on. Digger's killing me. Well, just, I'm not, I told you like, you know, with the strawberry and the mango, that's kind of like, if I'm, I mean, I thought just those bust were your great. Balls, dude, just bust your balls. <laughs> that's, that's what's meant. That's the beauty of the pie. If we agreed on everything, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be any fun. That's true. But, um, I mean, I'm only, I would crack one of these open again, but I would only have one. I mean, I would not, and, and based on that, I'm going to go, I don't know if I could do a three. Um, well, while you're thinking of your ranking, just to throw it out there, as we edit episode five, there are two more in the fridge, so <laughs> we can, neither one of us have to work tomorrow. We can, we can crack a, a second abrasive IP, double IPA by Surly Brewing Company. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be up for negotiation. But um, I'm gonna go with a, I'll go with, I'll go with a three, simply because, yes, I would crack another one of these open at some point, but I wouldn't have more than one uh, based on the 9.2% alcohol, based on the 100 IBUs. But I don't think, I, I don't I don't taste the 100 IBUs relative to some of the other ones that we've had that have been high 80s, low 90s, right. that have been so bitter. You know, you get that the bitter face or what are the bitter the, beer face? Yeah. That's beer when face. I saw that, when I looked it up on, on tap and I saw the IBUs at a hundred, it was like, geez, I wonder if this is a pint. I'm wondering if we're going to be able to get through it. All right. Well, we got, I, I think we're going to get through it. So we're almost out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott said, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. Vera. Really Dave Vera.